0: Welcome to Precepts of Faith. This is Conrad DeVries, and I welcome you to the Bible teaching, the Bible class today. Let's have a word of prayer, and we get right into the precious Word of God. Heavenly Father, we just come confidently before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need, and Holy Spirit we acknowledge you you are the teacher you're the guide you're the helper you're the revealer you're the writer the the one that has has revealed the holy word of god to writers and given it unto us um, and we yield heavily upon you um, to flow through each through us through me tonight and to flow through each of us uh, through our hearts and our minds uh, to receive not what people think, uh, not what denominations or others may want us to think, uh, but to think and receive what you have intended for us, precious Holy Spirit, in the Word of God, um, and we give you all the praise in the precious and mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Well, the Bible teaching today is on spiritual warfare. and um, whether we want to do warfare or not, uh, the battle is on, um, and the more we can understand our opponent and how to wage a successful warfare, the more successful we will be. Um, we're taking our beginning scriptures in the Book of Ephesians, chapter six, um, in verses ten through eighteen. Um, he says, uh, in in the King G- in the King James, he says. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I want you to notice in this beginning verse, the word finally or in conclusion there actually comes from a Greek word, which lets us know it's not, this is, there's some important things that Paul, by the Holy Spirit, has said in the book of Ephesians. He's talked about election, and he's talked about predestination when we become a believer in Jesus Christ, he's talked about adoption, he's talked about grace in chapter 2, and all through chapter 3, 4, and 5, tremendous, mighty things that we need. But here, the Greek lets us know when he says finally, he says, If you haven't got anything from anything else, don't miss what I'm getting ready to tell you now. It's not just, I'm going to give you this final thing. It really means, of all the things that I've told you, which all of them absolutely are important, don't miss what I'm going to tell you now. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. The word "strong" here is a Greek word um, in duo, um, which means um, it, which means putting something in a vessel for storage or for safekeeping. Him and it. Uh, the the word in en uh, denotes that, and duo d u um, o is connected with the Greek word dunamis, which is power which means dynamic working, dynamic power, explosive power. Um, In other words, he's telling us here, be strong in the Lord. That is the only place you find this explosive dunamis, um, dynamic working power is in the Lord, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, in the book of 2 Corinthians, um, chapter 4 and verse 7, um, he, he talks about this treasure being in an earthen vessel. Uh, now, at Corinth, um, there was a huge pottery factory there in that day that built cheap pottery and expensive pottery, um, but they were accustomed to taking pottery and putting some of their most uh, valuable possessions in those clay pots. and um, And so the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul there, is using this analogy there of be strong in the Lord. In other words, in Corinthians saying, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. When you receive Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in union, on the inside of you. This power of the Spirit of God is like putting it in a clay pot we are a clay vessel um, but when we're born again the spirit of God comes into our born again spirit um, and that power is resident on the inside of us Um, be strong, uh, don't be strong in yourself uh, don't be strong in how how much you can learn and how smart and remember and do And we certainly want a good education and do all of those things um, but depend on be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I like what the Amplified Bible says here. It says, um, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him that strength which his boundless might provides. Isn't that powerful? Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered. If we ever needed power from God, we need it today. How are we going to get this? We're going to get it through our union with Christ Jesus by being in him. But notice all through these verses today, It's not something that God does for you. It's not something you can pray into place. It's something you must do primarily by being a doer of the word of God. Be empowered through your union with him, just like the branch is in the vine. In John 15, he talks about, I am the vine, you're the branches. The branch is the one that bears the fruit. You and I, believers, we are the branches. Um, God doesn't bear the fruit. Um, He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, my father's the husbandman. The fruit grows on the branches. Amen. The fruit doesn't grow on the trunk of the tree. Um, uh, It doesn't grow on the husbandman. It, it, It grows on the branches. But where do the branches get their life? The branches are hooked directly into the trunk of the tree. Um, We, the branches, get our life from the vine being in Christ Jesus. Um, A lot of times people are just praying and praying and praying, God, help me, help me, help me, help me. And what they need to do is learn uh, from the Word of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit how to draw strength from him because if you're born again you are a branch and you are hooked into the vine the life that's in the vine flows directly into you so it's not just god do this for me it's a matter of us doing what well what the bible says right here be empowered through your union with him draw who has to do the drawing we do Draw your strength from him, uh, that strength which is boundless, might provides. Draw your strength from him through your union with him. You're tied into him. And he says, uh, even in the Amplified there in verse 11, put on God's whole armor. Who has to do the putting on? You and I do, don't we? We certainly don't want to minimize prayer. Prayer is a huge part of a believer's life. Uh, But prayer will never take the place uh, of being a doer and being obedient to God's word. Uh, A lot of people are praying and praying and praying and thinking they're long praying that eventually God's going to do it for them. But God would have to contradict his word uh, if you could just pray everything into place, uh, there comes a time to pray, uh, just like Joshua did. In the book of Joshua, he was in the battle. Um, they were about to lose the battle because it was going to get dark, but he knew he could win it if if they had enough daylight. So he went to prayer, went, talked to God. Um, God didn't do it for him, but in prayer is where he got the instructions what to do, uh, And many times, prayer is not where God does it for us. Prayer is where we go to God in prayer to get instructions what to do. So Joshua did that. He got instructions. And then he was the one that spoke to the sun and the moon and the stars to stand still. Um, You know, when when Moses came to to God and, you know, crying out to him, God said, why criest thou to me? Take the rod that's in your hand, stretch it over, and you divide the waters. So here he's telling us, um, there's something you and I have to do, um, and that is to put on uh, God's whole armor. There's actually... Seven pieces to this armor. Six are very obvious. One's not quite as obvious. I'll try to get to that in this. Put on God's whole armor. The armor of a heavily armed soldier, which God supplies, that you, who's he talking to? Every believer, that you may be able successfully to stand against. All, how many? All um, the strategies um, and the deceits of the devil. Um, Many times we want somebody else to stand against it, or we want God to stand against it, or we're saying, God, help me. Lord, help me do something about the devil. But do you know there's nowhere in the New Testament uh, that, that there's a scripture that tells us to pray to God for him to do something about the devil? Did you know that actually, scripturally, God has done all about the devil he's going to do until he puts him in the bottomless pit? He's, he's t- told us as believers to cast out devils. He's told us, Luke 10:19, Behold, I give you power or authority over all. I give you authority over all the power and authority of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. There is, there is much to be said and understood about the authority of the believer today in the use of the name of Jesus. And, and in what we're looking at in God's Word today, putting on the whole armor, going into spiritual warfare, there is a spiritual battle going on, and it's going to take the body of Christ rising up and recognizing their authority, putting on the whole armor of God. Who's going to do the standing? He tells us right there that you may be able to stand against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. In the King James, I think it says that you may be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. The word wiles there is talking about strategies, methods um, that the devil has, um, a good deep understanding of what it's saying there is against the wiles of the devil. The devil just has uh, a strategy that we could call a one-lane road. Satan has one lane uh, of road he has one he goes one direction and if you can figure out and understand when the devil is attacking how he's attacking you then you can put up resistance to defeat him by using the word of god satan attacks on a one lane road going in one direction and that way, that one lane road is um, that he comes to attack you mentally in your thoughts and um, in the way that you think um, to get you confused um, to thinking something isn't that way or something isn't going to work out the way God said it. Um, the Bible tells us, he says, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. That's in Second Corinthians. Um, Chapter 2 and verse 11, Satan's devices is talking about his strategies, is talking about his means of confusion. The devil is like a a fisherman uh, that will throw out a lure between two rocks, uh, and that little fish over there, it knows that that's not a real something for it to eat, Uh, but as that fisherman just gradually pulls it just a little bit, just jerks it a little bit, and it glitters a little bit, and it just jerks a little bit, and it kind of dazzles that fish, and, and that fish will just swim along as he jerks it along the bottom of the, the place he's fishing, and it just dazzles, and that, that it just gets that fish to where at first he knew, that is not anything I want to eat, stay away from him. But it just begins to glitter, and it begins to just jerk a little and dazzle it. Next thing you know, that fish gets so confused and so dazzled by that lure that it will grab a hold of it, and then that fisherman will jerk it and catch that fish. That's the way the devil is when he uses his devices in things against believers today against the wiles of the devil." The word devil is the word diabolos. The word dia means to penetrate. And that's that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to bring his ideas and his thought until he can penetrate into your thinking. Abolos there, the latter part of the word for devil, means to throw a rock. And the devil will continue to throw his thoughts, if you allow him. He will continue to throw his thoughts um, against a person and over repeatedly, 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 repeatedly. If you don't really resist him and change your thinking, he wants to do that repeatedly until he penetrates him. that's where that's where we get the name, devil or diabolos, um, throwing a rock uh, repeatedly until it penetrates. Um, how is that? That's through the thinking. That's through the mind. That's through the thoughts. Um, and so we're not, the Bible tells us that we are not ignorant um, of his devices. We're not ignorant of how he works. Um, but we are to be strong in the Lord um, and in the power of his might. In the book of Romans, chapter 4 and verse 20, he's talking about Abraham there. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He staggered not at the what? The promise. You and I have many promises of God today. We are to take those promises and initiate and appropriate them by faith in God's word just as Abraham did, he staggered not at the promises of God uh, through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Here's that word strong again. Strong in faith. Actually, a better translation says he grew strong in faith uh, as, as he praised God for his word and for his promise. Uh, The more you begin to praise God and praise God and praise God, it's like you are that vessel that has that dunamis power, that treasure in an earthen vessel. And that power on the inside, the more you use it, the more you praise God, the more you give him the glory and the praise, the more it will grow. It's like a dynamo. It will increase and increase and increase. But you know, if you don't use it, um, it will do just the opposite. Um, scriptures that say things like, uh, you know, even that that he has shall be taken away. You know, if you don't, if you don't take what you have and use it, um, then even that you have uh, shall be taken away. Some people that have been on fire for God, they've been stirred for God, they've been used of God, and they just let that dynamo just let it slow down and slow down and slow down and slow down. It doesn't mean you have to be hollering. It doesn't mean you have to be loud. It doesn't mean you have to be jumping up and down, using up a lot of physical energy and all things like that. You know, you can just you, you can be just as quiet and you can be just as soft and gentle, but you can be in the Word. You can be believing from the heart so he says put on put on the whole armor of god and because of our time thing here i'm going to run on through some of this here i want you to get a hold to it he says put on the breastplate of righteousness a a roman soldier his armor weighed about 120 pounds his breastplate weighed about 75 pounds. It covered the front and the back of that soldier. It was specially designed just for his size, just, just, for, uh, just for that particular soldier. He tells him to take the all-covering shield of faith. Really, in the Greek, it's not just above all. It's a shield that covers all. The shield is like an oblong door. It, it covers the soldier. It goes above his head. It goes down to his feet. It covers him from left to right. And it's actually a shield that he can take and stab it in the ground, and, and, and soldiers can lock them together. They can make like a fortress out of them and lock them together, stand behind them, and it will protect them from all the fiery darts of the wicked. Those shields were made out of skins, and they had special oils and things that covered those skins um, so that when the enemy would shoot arrows that, had, that, that were of fire on the end of them, and those arrows would hit that shield, it would put out the fire. You and I have the shield of faith. Um, he says, wherewith we may quench, how many? All the fiery darts um, of the wicked. Um, your faith is the victory that overcomes the world he says without faith Hebrews eleven six. 6 without faith it is impossible to please God God is a faith God God faith is the means of victory with God you get saved by faith you get healed by faith you receive wisdom by faith faith is the victory you read Hebrews 11 chapter by faith by faith by faith by faith Faith is the way that we ascertain and take hold of the promises of God. The Bible only tells us to walk in the steps of our father Abraham. Walk in the steps of his faith. We see that he staggered not at the promise. He, he put his faith into action. Even when his faith was tried, he was tested. He took his son Isaac to offer him upon an altar. And you know, when God told him to offer him, he said, Offer thy son, thine only son. That is the only thing that God had given him by promise. God didn't even recognize, as far as the promises of God, that Abraham had another son at that time, even though he did. He had Ishmael. But he said, Offer thy son, thine only son. This is what he had received by promise. In the book of Galatians, chapter 4, he tells us, talking about the spirit and the flesh and, uh, and the things that are of God and the things that are just carnal and, and by human works, and he says, only that that is by promise or only that that is by the spirit will be heir of the blessings of God. That that's done in the flesh, that that's done in human effort, that that's done by the arm of flesh, he says, will not be heir, H E I R, will not be heir with that that comes by promise. It's better to do a little in the spirit than to do huge amounts of things in the flesh. It's better to obey the spirit in little things because Little is much when God is in it. Little is much. God is looking for those today that will be led by His Spirit. Those that will look to Him. Those that will depend upon Him. Many people today that's done things by the arm of flesh. They're finding they don't know what to do. They're running out of strength. They don't know which way to turn. They don't have answers. Leaders of countries are running running out of answers. The world is in chaos, um, but praise God, the body of Christ um, has the wisdom of God in it. uh, Put on the whole armor of God um, that you may be able to stand um, against the wiles of the devil. Um, In verse 13, he says, um, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor, not just part of it, but the whole armor of God, that you, not someone else, but that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and and having done all, um, to stand. The word stand there means to take what's on the inside and bring it to the outside. It also, we have the same word in the Greek over there where he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Well, you and I can't do something to get salvation other than receive Jesus as Savior. That word, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, work out the life of God that's in your spirit on the inside, the love, the joy, the faith, the peace, the temperance, all of that that's on the inside of you that is born again. Bring what's on the inside to the outside. Another time, the same word in the Greek is used, and when he says, tribulation worketh patience. Uh, tribulation worketh, the word worketh, taking what's on the inside in your spirit and working it until it shows up on the outside. Every born again person has the life of God on the inside of them. They have the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of them. But God wants us to take what's on the inside of us. Uh, and work it until it shows up, um, till it shows up on the outside of us. Um, in James chapter 1 verse 21 and 22, he says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. And, of course, verse 22 then that says, but be ye doers. Praise God. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You know, he's not talking to sinners here. He's talking to believers. The book of James is written to Christians. So when he says to the saving of your soul, he's not talking about you getting born again. He's talking about your mind, will, and emotions that that the say that the Word of God, if it is received and engrafted it will deliver your emotions, it will deliver your feelings it will get your mind going on the right track, going in the right direction in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter six and verse thirteen, I want to read a verse out of the Living Letters by Kenneth Taylor. It says, So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy when he attacks and when he when, And when it is all over, you will still be standing up. Isn't that beautiful? In other words, but it's up to us to put on the whole armor of God. You can't fast long enough to get it. You can't pray long enough. Your pastor can't pray it on you. A team of prayer warriors can't pray it on you. They can pray, but God will just reveal his word to you. You've got to receive the engrafted word of God and become a doer, become a doer of the Word of God, otherwise it's like someone looking in the mirror and going their way and forgetting what they look like. You know, you look in the mirror and say, "Oh, I need to clean my, my forehead off; it's got some dirt on it." Oh, I need to straighten up my hair. Oh, I need. But you know, you you go your way and forget what you look like in the mirror if you don't become a doer of the Word of God. And so He wants us to put on the whole armor. Put on the breastplate uh, of righteousness. Take the shield of faith. um, Take the sword um, of the Spirit, which is the word of God. In the Greek there, the word for word is rhema. It is uh, the believer taking the spoken word of God uh, and fighting and resisting the devil with it. Take God's word and put it in your mouth Believe it in your heart. Speak it out your mouth. Take the sword of the spirit. I believe that's talking about the born-again human spirit. In the original writing, the word spirit, that none of them are capitalized. It's just the writer decide. the translators decide which one they think should be capitalized. I believe this here is the armor for a believer to put on, especially prayer armor. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Take the helmet of salvation, Romans 12, verse 2. Renew your mind to the Word of God. Do not be conformed. That word means conformed by pressure. Do not be conformed. It doesn't mean by dress or how you fix your hair or anything like that. We certainly need modest dress and so on. But it means don't be conformed by pressure in the way you think. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you become transformed and prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So we put on the whole armor, the helmet of salvation, gird our loins with truth, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. A Roman soldier's feet, His it says the gospel of peace. The Roman soldier would bring peace wherever he went against the enemy. Because his feet were shod with shoes that had spikes that were two to three inches deep under his feet. They were two to three inches sticking in the front of his shoe and two to three inches sticking out the back. And wherever those feet went, those were killer shoes. They killed the enemy and brought peace. So you and I shod our feet with the preparation of the word of God, uh, put it in our mouth, put on the whole armor of God, um, that we can stand against the wiles, the strategies, um, where the devil is trying to throw his ideas, uh, and and repeatedly, 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 he's wanting to try to penetrate. um, But if you'll take the word of God and faith in God's word, uh, it will quench all the fiery darts. um, of the wicked. Well, praise God for his word today. I just praying for you and believing that the Holy Spirit will bring every word to your remembrance. Amen. Wow. This when you know yeah. get better it does. Yeah. <laughs>